Thank you for logging in with us. This is Chain Breakers midweek post. Uh, now that we're all socially distanced from each other, um, getting uh, through the virus, and uh, we uh, we're living in faith. We're not in fear. Uh, doing uh, exactly what our pastors have us doing, and uh, also what our our president has suggested. But while we're all um, at home, we may have some extra time. So here's a midweek episode. I'm not going to guarantee you that there will be a midweek episode every week, but uh, uh, we do definitely have some time to do that today. Now, we're going to be doing today's episode um, over the phone because, uh, once again, uh, making sure that we keep uh, the distance. And uh, I am quarantined in my home because I've got a, uh, a son who is um, medically fragile. So, we're doing our best to, to make sure that we stay safe and keep him safe. But uh, today I have on with me uh, Curtis McLaughlin. Hello. And uh, so um, this is my brother-in-law. So you know, my, uh, my wife is his sister. And uh, so uh, we've been talking and we're, we're linked up together in um, trying to lose some weight. So as you know, I've I've struggled with weight loss, struggled with food addiction, and uh, it's good to find partners that will help you out, and uh, me and Curtis have done that. Um, so um, today we're going to just be talking about diets, um, about failing at diets, and uh, good and bad parts of that, um, and so... There's and- good parts to failing at diets. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that brought that yeah. subject up, but exactly. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have we did he he brought a subject to me. I thought it was a really good subject uh, that not every even in your failure failures there's um, there's a great amount of information to be gained out of it. But first, let's talk about failing. So, uh, Curtis, if you want to start talking, <laughs> you can tell me about failing. <laughs> <laughs> man it's it's little it's big it's drastic it's uh it's may i say almost as important as success because without failure you can't have success and uh it, it's just hard because we we get in habits we form habits we get in lifestyles that are negative and that's the biggest challenge about dieting in my opinion is uh diet isn't something you can temporarily do i know it's become cliche because we've heard it so much but it's really got to be a lifestyle change it's got to be a all or nothing and uh what we will be talking about shortly is how when when you half-heartedly do it you can still find success but if I had a dollar for every time I thought, man, if I had just stuck with it or how much progress I would have made by now if I had just stuck with it. And as discouraging as that can be, I just want to talk about how you can find even small victories in your failures and how much they can change you for the better. So, yeah. uh, So Curtis has been with me since uh, we kind of started Chain Breakers. And so... Uh, the, the whole point of chain breakers and the word chain breakers, uh, I've, I've talked a little bit of previous uh, episodes about that, but I, I don't think I clarified um, the reason why I use chain breakers is the chain food restaurants and, and what kind of uh, hold they had on us. Now, 
Um, some inside stories with me and Curtis. Uh, <laughs> we have spent some evenings where we're like, hey, you want to hang out? And what that means is, hey, you want to jump in a car and go grab the worst food from the fast food joints down the road. And we're not talking sometimes not just one restaurant. Maybe we hit two. And uh, you, you hear the uh, cliche nickname partner in crime. Oh, man. <laughs> partner in fat. So <laughs> I and he as equally we have uh what's the word we have um I totally lost it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so me and Curtis both have gotten to the thing. Well, chain breakers is about breaking enabled. that chain. Yeah, definitely enabling enabled each other. Each other. There we go. Oh, for, for sure. Ten minutes later. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So me and him would do that and then play games, whatever. And so. Yeah. In that, um, you know, we've we wanted chain breakers there to break that bondage because both of us had it, you know, to where it was just oh, without a doubt, you know, we have a little, you know, hey, I got ten dollars in my pocket. Well, is it going to go to savings? Is it going to go to clothes? Nope, is it going to belly? Yeah, Taco Bell just called and they said ten dollars would get you a lot of food. (laughs) And uh, so speaking of Taco Bell, I I'll try not to get too off subject, but. I just, a wake up call for me was when you get to the point where you're going to Taco Bell so much that you pull up and the guy at the window just hears your voice and he starts plugging in your order and you don't even have to say anything. Yeah. Or your daughter calls it your home. (laughs) (laughs) So, but the cool thing is I'm breaking that. That's literally what Chain Breakers is. I'm breaking that. My daughter, now she looks at fast food and goes, well, you can't have that. And that's that's her new comment is like she knows that fast food is no longer on the table as an option. She doesn't ask for it anymore because I'm changing my lifestyle because I need to do it for her. But I also need to do it for my wife and for me, for my spiritual life, for my mental health. Uh, it's just it's like any negative thing as a Christian you have in you and it's becoming clear and clear every day that. I'm on my diet every day. I successfully fulfill my diet. I realize we associate like bad media, bad music, bad things that like we can't have in our life. And why isn't food part of that? I mean, not every addiction has to be like uh, you're drugged out in a gutter somewhere. It's just you're letting something that's not God rule your life. And that's what food became for me. Yeah. For sure, and and you know we need we need each other, uh, and I that's what ch- the Chain Breakers group that I started was for. Before it was a podcast, it was just a group of men that got together and we decided we were we were going to change our lives, um, and we we kind of pushed each other, not so overbearing that it's pressure that it's no. that it's overbearing, but but that it's that it's just an encouragement, and that's what we're doing, just trying to stay positive. And we want this show to be positive, and hopefully it helps you. And if you're you're hearing some of the things that that just match your lifestyle, you know, uh, you know, number one, <laughs> hit us up some comments. Uh, tell us sure. this helps us out. But also keep listening to the, the podcast. We're trying to do this to help other people. I wish I had something like this to listen to um, that encouraged not just my physical health but my spiritual health because – let me tell you, that's the biggest thing that has been that has kept me on the diet since I started this time. 
the previous times I left God out of it. I was just trying to fix my body, trying to fix my health, trying to be able to run further, trying to be able to, to keep, uh, it was pride. There was a lot of pride in it. Like I, I didn't want to feel a certain way anymore when people looked at me, but it's you not You hit about on that. it exactly. And the thing for me, it, it's, it's different for me this time also because, you know, I didn't even include health in it. It was a hundred and ten percent vanity. I was having this conversation with someone just yesterday that it was, oh, I got to lose weight so I can wear better clothes or get a girlfriend or look more attractive or whatever. And this time it's like, I mean, <laughs> this is, you can argue this all you want, but in my opinion, this has a lot to do with, uh, why I don't have a girlfriend as you hit on this in a previous episode. It just goes hand in hand when you're big, you you're perceived as a slob. And uh I'm trying to do it for more than just those reasons. It's gotta be health. If I ever do get a girlfriend, like I wanna stick around for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah understandable. Um so let's talk about some failed diets. Um so yeah, I mean at this point, how what kind of diets have you been on? So tell me a few of the diets that you've you've tried out, Curtis. I, you know, um, I've tried some different stuff. I've mostly keto and low carb. I will say that, but I've tried intermittent fasting, or for short term, tried a vegan diet that didn't last long, and just really it usually comes back to low carb. Yeah. Um, and I've seen you lose a lot of weight and, and you've seen me <laughs> go through yeah. some weight loss and then, um, and then all of a sudden we're falling off of it. I think this is, and I, you know, I kind of applaud ourselves here, <laughs> but this is the longest we've been on, on uh, a diet, I think, in a, and, uh, gotten through it. Um, yeah, for sure. Because I, I just said it, but it's the lifestyle, man. It's, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, but you get, past that initial couple weeks of uh man i should or i shouldn't or whatever you just it's not even a choice you just go get something to eat and uh you skip past the maybe cheat day stuff and you're just like i can't this this and this and that's okay yeah yeah and you know a little bit on the spiritual side of this too is previously when I'd get on a diet and I'd do well, my, my spiritual life would increase, even though I wasn't doing it for that. I know that it would increase. And then when I'd fall a little bit spiritually, if I, if I wasn't like say my prayer life, you know, mm -hmm. went down a little bit or, you know, I wasn't giving God the attention that I needed to, or maybe I just was feeling down for some reason. Um, yeah. then my diet would drop it. And it was in that order too. Spiritually, I would start to drop and then physically I would allow like, well, I feel this way anyway, or I feel like I'm failing anyway. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, eat this food. Um, yeah. I didn't really think about this prior to this conversation, but I mean, if you really stop to think about it, your emotions and your, uh, what you consume are so intertwined because if you're feeling good and happy and positive, you're like, yeah, sure, let's go eat a salad and kill this workout or whatever. But if you're down in the dumps, you're like feeling bad for yourself, so you don't really care. I can't count how many times 
that I've been like, well, my day just went to junk, so I feel so bad for myself. So who cares if I go and eat this entire pizza or three yeah. hamburgers or whatever because no one likes me anyway, so I might as well be fat. And that's just the wrong attitude. You can't let your attitude dictate what you eat. So I recently um, I, uh, I saw a documentary on sugar um, and what it does to you. And I, uh, I was pretty amazed at how much it deals with your emotions. Um, the, the person that was in this documentary, they, they went from basically a keto or very low carb diet, um, with no sugars to having the recommended amount of sugar for Australia. And, uh, he talked about in there about how, when he was on sugar, it, it affected him emotionally. He was he was uh, not as emotionally stable. He'd have ups and downs, and, and he'd go through all kinds of issues, and then uh, his body would begin to crave sugar. And he'd only been on sugar for a very short amount of time, um, mm-hmm. and this all came around. So, like, maybe 30 days, I think, is what he had he had let himself, you know, do maybe I think it was a little longer than that but anyway uh he talked about the emotional feelings and and I have to based on I I I'm not going to tell everybody that needs to go on keto but keto (laughs) has been really good for me um and in that my mind is different it's so weird because I'm very skeptical so you hear oh my mind the the mind changes or this helps your thinking and uh, I'm skeptical of that but being in it I know that my mind is different. My emotions have been different. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, and I love keto for it. I'm going to stay on keto as a lifestyle because of that. Um, and it has, it, yeah, I'm going to lose. I'm sed- I have a sedentary job, so I don't really get to do a lot of exercise for my job. So, And yet I'm still losing weight on keto, and that's that's been the greatest point. Now I do Let me try hit to exercise. On, so. I want to hit on something for a second. Yeah. And this is just like, you hit, we've roughly, I think you a little longer than me, but we've roughly been doing this the same uh, amount of time. And just within the past couple of weeks, we've heard it. Anyone who's looked into keto at all has heard the term dirty keto or clean keto or lazy keto, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And ju- you, I have you to think, because <laughs> we talked about accountability partners and stuff, and this dude... He does it with love, but he calls me on my junk. And uh, he has reminded me time and time again until I finally started listening that you got to get your greens in. You can't do that lazy just hamburger, bacon, sausage, whatever. Yeah, to give back, I mean, you, to give back story ahead. to that, um, yeah. I, I found a, a, an accountability partner in, in keto with my cousin Darren. Um, who will be on the show at some point. I've asked him to be on it, but he hadn't been on yet. We haven't had that chance, uh, but very soon. Um, and he started correcting me because I thought I knew how to do keto. I thought I had it in the bag. And then I, yeah, I started like, going and he started like calling me out saying, hey, there's not – you're supposed to have mostly salad and a little bit of protein. It's supposed to be 70-30. Actually, he likes 80-20, I believe. Um, and so correcting, (laughs) (laughs) he's correcting me and balancing these things out and making sure like, you know, he's like, Hey, I check the ingredients on that. That has like aspartame in it and aspartame will increase your insulin. So 
making sure that I am more strict to keto and it has been a benefit because I've lost over 20 pounds just on keto um, in this little bit of time. But then I, I got to do that and turn around and give that to Curtis because Curtis started <laughs> sending me the same things and I, I just basically went into the same <laughs> same regimen. I even sent him the text messages that I got from my yeah. cousin because I wanted him to see, hey, don't don't think that you're doing it wrong like it's a bad thing like i started the same way and i got corrected so and i'll tell whoever's listening the same thing i told you philip which is uh when you find a accountability partner like take your time make sure it's someone you trust and know because th- this is we've used it it's become a buzzword but it's gotta be a lifestyle change and if you plan on doing this the rest of your life, or at least like predominantly, someone giving you negative feedback can mess you up and derail all your progress. So I'm not saying you got to find someone who's going to baby you, but you have to find someone who's like, hey, look, man, out of love, I'm saying you're doing this wrong. And it's not criticism. It's just being real. Yeah, I've uh I've gone on online to, to like help myself several times to like encourage myself on, cause you know, I had a lot of weight to lose. Uh, starting out, I had a hundred and, oh, I don't know, like 160 pounds total that I'd have to, to, to lose. And so when you're, when you're knowing that you're gonna have to lose a hundred pounds to get to a decent weight, um, you go and try to find other people who have done it. And, uh, so you know, I went to YouTube videos like uh, there's one called Fat to Fire, and there's another one called Obese to uh, Obese to Beast, and uh, some of these guys have have put down their stories, and in their stories, there there's always this thing that's like, yeah, I tried diets and they they didn't work and I didn't do well, uh, but then there was one day where it clicked, and it just happened, and I went through, and I just it and and then they got to a point of desperation where it was like, this is gonna be my life. I can't turn around. And that was a new thing too. Other times they were on diets. The next time, like the thing that clicked in their lives was this is my life. I've got to do it forever. I can't not be on this. This is not a diet. It's so much. It's now my life. This is what I eat. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's what I'm going through right now. (laughs) I'm not going to name any names, but it's just, there's people in my life who they care. They love me and they're great and they're, part of my life and as far as I'm concerned will always be part of my life but they don't have the same mindset they we I mean I guess I'll even go ahead and say we as Americans especially we associate social things and family things and gatherings with food yeah and anytime you go hang out with a friend you haven't seen a while it's let's do lunch let's do dinner whatever and I got the a couple different people in my life who I see multiple times a month or every week or whatever. And they're always like, oh, you can cut yourself some slack or show yourself some love or whatever. And I mean. And then I get that text that's like, hello, my name is Curtis and I'm addicted to food. I only had a little bit of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> True story, and, but <laughs> and I will, and you know, I'm I'm gonna have that moment right now with everyone because you know I'm not perfect. Because just two days ago, okay, so I was about to start a new. I'm just 
starting a new phase to my diet. I'm doing something different. It's not something I, I want to share because it's it's not for everyone. It, it has to do with a lot of it of fasting. I want to see how it does before I share it. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, anyway, before I started, my wife's like, okay, I'm ordering pizza. And I was like, okay, I'll order that for you. And uh, yeah, I just had pizza two days ago. So hello, my name is Philip, <laughs> and I am addicted to food. It is my I've weakness. I've done it, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to be honest, if we're doing the confessional thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I did it today. Someone, But it didn't stop me, me though. Some... That didn't yeah. stop me because right now I, I weighed in that day and uh, I was at 305 point something, like 305.8, I think, that day. I've kind of been plateaued for a little while. Even though I've been pretty strict on my keto, I've been plateaued for maybe four or five days. So... Uh, but anyway, now today I weigh in and I'm, uh, I'm 302.4, um, and I expect to be even less tomorrow. So, uh, even though I, I broke it, it was one meal and that was a, that was a, that's a new thing for me. It wasn't a day. It was a single meal and I didn't, I still didn't overeat in that meal. Yeah. So, something we got to get our heads around like on keto or any diet that's strict like that is. Cheat days can't be a thing anymore. No and that, it, it's hard to accept for me, but it's got to be cheat meals or cheat snacks. Exactly. And um, I remember, like, this is probably the fourth or fifth time I've seriously done keto every time lasting three or four months or longer. And uh, it's been like, oh, tomorrow's my cheat day. It's almost like you set an alarm and the second you wake up to the second you go to bed, it's like how many empty calories can I shove in my mouth just for the sake of doing it? And that sets you back so far. I can't even stress that. So what I was going to (laughs) say before we started our confessional was uh, (laughs) um, you just, they say, I hate when people say, Oh, love yourself or, uh, reward yourself or whatever, because then they bring you chicken. This is, yeah, you're showing, this is showing my mind shift because by setting myself back and causing myself to, in this case, go to ketosis or whatever your diet is, that's not rewarding yourself. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm never going to have another cheap meal because let's be real. I like food and not always kale and <laughs> chicken. But, well, yeah, and if you're delivered, okay. Avocado. So, but... as a man of God, if I'm delivered, okay, and, and I had a sin in my life, uh, let's say you know thievery, okay. Let's say I'm I'm a thief, um, and that was something I had an issue with was coveting other people's stuff. <clears throat> I can't reward myself for three years of not not stealing anything by going and stealing something. <laughs> it's, that's, that's so good, man. You, you that's know? such a good point. And so with, yeah, with this gluttony, <clears throat> you can't allow the gluttony back. And that was what was so important about, I think the last time, you know, we call it a cheat meal. It's not a cheat meal if it's part of the lifestyle. So if it's part of the plan, like, Hey, I can do this as long as I s- keep it in the box. I'm going to, this is where you, you know, I can have a piece of cake once a month. As long as it's a small piece of cake, as long as I leave it at a piece of cake, it can be a part of your diet. It's not bad to have some of these things. It just needs to be put in its place, and then you you know it can be a part of your life. 
everybody's so. got to figure out what works for them. And you've talked about that previously. You do you if it works for you. Awesome. Yeah. But I mean, one thing I, me individually, what I'm trying to do is not even the once a month thing, not even the specific item. I'm trying to, I totally get your point, but yeah. I'm trying to get to the point where I'm like, don't let it enter your life. If you're brand, if you've gone three weeks, a month, a month and a half, whatever, in ketosis and you're doing good, then it's like a random birthday party or a random get-together at church and they have something that's not on your diet and you eat it, life goes on. But we we use, like I said, we use lifestyle change so loosely, but are we? Are we actually yeah, changing our life? Yeah, because at that party, you shouldn't have it. I mean, that really, in the, if you're really living the lifestyle, you're not going to have it. You're going to just decide that that's not what you're going to do because there's uh, almost every other week, you're going to have either a birthday party or you're going to have a holiday or you're going to have some event where you're going to have a reason to go ahead and break the diet. So you just have to say, I'm going to go to the event. I'm just not going to have the food and if you are at the point in your life now because that that's later on so you have to first defeat the fact that you're going to eat that food and so that at the beginning of your diet you can't go to the party i mean it's just the best thing for you to do is and just here's don't a, tempt yourself here's but, what i've done yeah. and what i plan on continuing to do and maybe this works for you maybe it doesn't but we have a thing at our church called care group where once a month we meet in people's homes and uh there's always like finger food or snacks afterwards and stuff. And I went to my past, my last care group going in with a mindset that I can't do this. So what do I do to prevent myself from cheating? I brought a low carb, uh, what was it? it was Buffalo chicken dip and all the ingredients were low carb and it was fine, but it was also something everyone else could eat. Yeah. And I also brought my, mixed <laughs> baggy ziploc bag of mixed greens in a low carb tortilla wrap nice. and i made my little low carb uh buffalo chicken wrap buffalo yes exactly nice and it worked for me i think i got worn too kind of like okay he's weird looks but i i was had something to eat and i didn't have to cheat that's cool so we also, so, so the big subject that we wanted to talk about on this, so we talked about diets, failing at diets, but an important thing that Curtis brought to me is, and, and this is true, um, without failing at all the diets previously, without going through and understanding, because each diet I started, I had to go learn something new. So I, I've done Weight Watchers, um, so I knew what cost, what points, and how that worked. I've done low calorie, which is basically Weight Watchers. It's a low calorie diet. Um, I've done uh, Adkins. Um, I have um, I have not done any kind of vegetarian, vegan. That's interesting to me, and maybe no, maybe one day I... I will. I might try. We'll see. Uh, but right now, I've I... done keto, and keto does the best because Adkins did the best because I I meat and me were great, and yeah. so yeah. I love it. Um, the adjustment that I've had to do is with the keto and true keto, I'm going to have lots and lots of vegetables. So I have this huge bowl of salad and, and another vegetable. So I usually do like a salad and a vegetable. And then I do my meat 
at a smaller amount so that way I'm full. But I've had a lot of vegetables, which means a lot of vitamins, a lot of healthy things for my body. And I feel that. It's the weirdest thing. I think I've had – and I, I would guarantee that I have had more vegetables in the last two and a half <laughs> months than I had all last year. I guarantee you because – uh, That's the transition part where I'm yeah. at. It's what I've, I've, uh, I have, and I'm proud of myself for this. And it's not pride in the wrong sense. It's the pride in I'm actually seeing results. Is that I've transitioned, and this is what I talked on earlier. I've transitioned from that dirty keto. I've lost. I, I don't want to exaggerate, but I think I've lost 40 pounds in the past on keto, and that's awesome. Yeah, but it why I put it back on and why it wasn't like the complete lifestyle changes because I was doing dirty. I was, uh, I wasn't committed like for the full effect. I won the easy way out and this may be a different subject for a different podcast, but all our bad habits can be traced back in my opinion, or at least my bad habits can be traced back to laziness. And, I was wanting the easy way out. I was wanting all the keto diet results with the minimum effort. Which so you're is hitting a- right on it because you're basically, and this is the problem with a lot of people that go on keto and Atkins is, is they don't lower the amount that they're eating, the fattiness that they're eating. They don't clean it up to where when they do try to sustain, they're still, they're still gluttonous. That's the, that's, yes. the, that's the problem. And what bothers me about all these YouTubers in the keto community on Instagram, y'all, everyone, I won't call out any names, but uh, we've all watched videos where they try to make substitutes. It's, it's like yeah. a substitute dessert, a substitute bread, a substitute this and this. And I've said this two or three times in the past month while talking to people is – Overeating is overeating. It doesn't matter if it's a keto macro approved substitute or if it's some filthy junk food. If you're not killing that mindset and those bad habits, like, I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice. And it's taken us time. It's taken us our failures to realize this because I wouldn't know that this is good and why it's good unless I've failed through all these others, understanding that. You know, when I was on uh, when I was on the uh, Weight Watchers diet, uh, you you go and you look for the 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 lowest point thing and you eat a lot of it. You just find as much. So you're you're trying to get your points into as much food as you can. So the biggest quantity for the lowest amount of points. And I'm still it's a gluttonous mindset still. Yeah, I need to get to a point where. I, my mind says, okay, I need to eat to live. I don't need to eat to – It's it oh, shouldn't be food my – food is fuel has become a mindset that I'm yeah. forcing myself to adapt. It's not uh, – we've heard it before. What's that saying? It's you got to uh, – you got to eat to live, not live to eat. And you talked about failure, and I'll just go ahead and hit the point we've been trying to build up to, which is every – Not every, but most of the good habits I've made originated from a failure on a diet. Like I've said, I don't know exactly, but I've done keto four or five times, and this is the best I've done it out of all of them. And every time I've done keto, it's been for multiple months at a time. And I have left that journey, even though I failed and I put all or most of the weight back on eventually – I left with a good habit every time. A couple quick examples is 
coffee. I drink coffee, if not every day, four or five times a week. And while doing keto in the past, I got in the habit of coffee, either black or just with cream, no sugar, no sweetened creamer, no nothing. And it stunk at first, but here we are four or five years later, and that's how I drink my coffee, just every day on keto or not. Yeah. When I've gone off keto and done bad, I still, that habit remained. And I know, <laughs> I know I'm about to set off the alarms for the keto police and freak some people out, but I do currently drink diet soda, and that is a goal of mine. But you're going to work that feature. through. Because yes. when I started keto at the beginning of this time, I was drinking diet soda and I have just recently got off like, I don't know, I think it's been three weeks uh, that I've not, I don't drink diet soda regularly. Um, it's a goal for me to get to that point. And even though I haven't gotten all the way off diet soda, my water intake has increased a ton. Yeah. So here's, here's a big deal too. Um, when you're on a diet, okay, I've heard so many people that, you know, they say, well, I couldn't do that diet because I, I don't like those foods. Well, you know, I don't like the salad that I Suck eat. Suck it up. I mean, do you like the salad you eat, Curtis? No. 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 It doesn't taste really great. But, you know, after I eat it a few times, after I like, if that's what I've been eating, it just becomes my meal. And it really yeah. actually, at some point, some of the flavors start to come through a lot better. Um, this was a point that was made in that sugar documentary that I was talking about. They talked about kids not wanting certain foods. Yeah, if you're eating Twinkies and Cheetos and and you're getting Kool-Aid and things like that, are you really going to want water and broccoli and you're going to want No, that they don't taste no. great. They're not bad, but I tell you what, when you have so much sugar and so much sweet uh, and you from, can't breathe. Well, <laughs> you can't well, walk. I well, mean, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm talking about your taste buds. Your taste buds itself when you're having all these sugars, they change how your taste buds react to foods. And so bitter flavors that are actually flavor, okay? So bitter yeah. is a flavor, and it actually is a good flavor. You won't think so if you're just addicted to the sugars that we're given all the time. But if it's your normal diet to have something that's a little bit bitter and you you uh, pair it up with some other flavors, it becomes a great flavor. Um, but you won't think that if you're eating the best food. Um, I talked about that on a previous podcast about how Taco Bell doesn't taste as great if you're always eating Taco Bell, you know, yeah. but it changes how you think about things and your brain's different, but, uh, it requires that, that we, we need to get into practice. You've practiced drinking your coffee in a certain way and it becomes easy to drink. You know, I've never been an athlete, <laughs> like to a default, like, I don't even give it a chance, but I know enough about athletics to know there's never been an athlete, football, baseball, basketball, or whatever, who hasn't had to practice hours and hours and hours that saying blood, sweat, and tears. It originated somewhere. You can't get the results you're seeking without the work. It's just that simple, and it applies to a diet. I mean... Yeah, you can, like we said, dirty keto or lazy keto. Or it whatever. also applies to spirituality. Get, this is, I mean, it does without as, a doubt. As Christian men, we should understand, you, you know, as he was saying, it takes practice to eat this way, but it also takes practice to read the word daily. And it takes practice to pray and give up your time daily to make sure that 
he becomes priority. Um, not every day um, are you going to feel like praise and worship because there are days when you're working hard and you're going through some things, but praise and worship need to be in your daily, daily regimen. And if you're, if, if it's a principle of God, it needs to be in all parts of your life. So your diet is going to take work. Your spiritual life is going to take work. And you know what? Every day you may need to tell yourself, I have the joy of the Lord in me, that I am happy in Jesus, that I am content in, in his salvation, and I am, um, I'm, I'm a child of God, and that I'm going to walk with that joy. Um, because not every day are you going to be happy. And some, some actually may have depression as a, as a, as an issue in their life. And so we've got to get to a practice of both of mental, spiritual, and physical health. Picture the other day, I put some mixed greens on my plate and then put my fried eggs on top of it. I mean, eggs and greens, not everyone will put that together, but I made it work the same way you got to make your spiritual life work there isn't a one size fits all for your spiritual life or your diet. It's you got to do what works for you. So just make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right now we're talking a little bit about, uh, you know, diets and failures and things like that. Uh, and the reason why we're together today is because, you know, um, with the coronavirus and all that going on, you know, we're all at home. And uh, we need to make sure that we understand that uh, it's difficult. But at the same time, uh, there should be no fear because God has all things in control. Um, there should be um, no doubt that God has a plan for all of this. And, uh, he, and we don't know his ways. His ways are higher than our ways. Uh, his, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, and... In this, we need to look at it and go, okay, I need to get in a daily practice. I need to read the Bible. I need to grow my faith. I need to walk without fear. I need to make sure that I'm going to do um, all that I can to still minister to those that need to be ministered to, find ways to create um, a lifestyle that um, when I go to heaven, that God sees me and says, well done. Um, we were, I was talking about John the Baptist and how amazing, uh, uh, of a walk with God he had. I mean, he was just an amazing man. And, uh, I, I was, I was teaching a Bible study to somebody and I told him, I said, how amazing. Cause he's going to walk in, uh, you know, into heaven. And, the, and I, I have no doubt that, that Jesus is going to look at him and say, well done, well done. Right. And I, I want that in my life. And then this time that, you know, the world is hurting um, and that we're at home, what can we do to heal that hurt? Can we pray more? Can we read the word? Can we, can we find somebody that needs a Bible study? Cause even though we're doing social distancing, that doesn't keep two people from being in the same home, you know, you can go and reach. And I will tell you from a, from a, my, my experience, I have prayed for sick people for years I've anointed them with oil and I've prayed over them for healing and I have never caught their sicknesses as long as I'm walking in the spirit. If you're doing the work of God, you're going to be protected. It's just... And even if I'm not, because look at John the Baptist. He wasn't protected. He lost his head. But he was doing it for the Lord and in the end, 
in the end, what do I, what am I, what am I out for? I want right. to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. I want to love people like he loved them. I'm doing it because I'm the hands and feet of God. We're the body I of guess Christ. The point I was trying to make is you can't be controlled by fear right. when you're doing the work of God because that contradicts each other, first of all. And second of all, yeah, he got beheaded, but he um, went out as he, he set up a future for the church without a doubt. So he was rewarded in that sense. Yeah. I mean, even Job, but we got to have that mindset of Job too, uh, though he slay me. Right. You know, I'll still, I'll still, I'll still be his. I'm still going to go and do and obey and do the work. I'm not talking about being stupid. Um, don't take, um, risks and put Use yourself wisdom. in harm's well, harm's way. Yeah. Have wisdom in what you do. Use the temple wisely. God wants you to protect it, but he also wants you to use it in ministry. So um, I do appreciate everybody for listening to today. Um, like I said, uh, this is not always going to have a midweek, but this week uh, we just wanted to maybe add some uh, some entertainment to your life. We had a good time. Thanks for having me on and listening to me ramble. <laughs> I'm sure me and Curtis will get on together some more and uh, tell on each yeah. other and <laughs> reveal to use. <laughs> Some of our terrible things that we've done, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we appreciate like you jumping in. Just came to mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course, I know. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. Uh, please subscribe and uh, hit up our page. Uh, we've got a sponsor coming up pretty soon. We're going to be giving away some some Great tumblers um, from a, a friend of ours that, that does really nice custom vinyl tumblers. Um, and we'll reveal those soon, uh, working on a new logo and, uh, but, uh, we'll reveal all that on our page. So, uh, hit up our Instagram page, hit up our Facebook page, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll be releasing those over time. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great day. Hope you are blessed in Jesus name. <laughs>